It's time for episode 11 of Squaring Up the Sharp. We're on to week 9 in the NFL. I'm Max Carroll, joined by my co-host Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? Uh, pretty good. I think I got Andy Dalton fired, so uh, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you, you were waiting for that, right? Uh, just ripping on him all year, but... Uh, yeah, I think that was actually, you know, we'll get to it, but <laughs> but that's uh, an interesting move that was made. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got our, our, our normal show for you here today. Um, like I said, we're on to week nine of the NFL, so we have our week eight recap, and then we're going to do a little trick-or-treat with some teams that are on the fence uh, so far at the halfway point, and then move on to our week nine selections uh, for this upcoming week. So just a few things real quick. Uh Make sure to visit the website, linksports.com. We are, you know, our Squaring Up the Sharp podcast is presented by the link. It's uh, lynqsports.com. Everything's free. Make sure to check it out. Uh, we are on the, uh, the at the halfway point here, so we're going to have some extra content out there as far as some midseason awards and, and some things like that. And uh, uh, all of it's good stuff, so make sure to check it out. It's, it's some some uh, some interesting betting analysis and things like that, so so check that out. LYNQsports.com. And uh, we'll jump right into it here. Like I said, we're going to do our Week 8 recap, uh, go into some trick-or-treat. Uh, Halloween is tomorrow, so yes. we'll do uh, some teams that are on the fence, whether they're tricking us or they're going <laughs> to treat us the rest of the season, and then we'll get into our Week 9 picks. So let's uh, jump right into it here. The uh, Thursday night game was the very uneventful uh, <laughs> Vikings hosting the Redskins, and they ended up winning 19-9. to And I think you said it pretty well. These these teams... Uh, Just don't get up for the bad teams in the NFL anymore. Yeah, and the spread here that we saw was minus 16.5 for the, for the Vikings. And we were both on Minnesota. Came down to uh, basically we were five <laughs> yards away from, uh, from a cover here for them, but... Yeah, they just looked like they weren't really into the game at all. Nah, it's a Thursday night game, so it's a short week, and there's no motivation playing a 1-6 team. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we saw Stephon Diggs have a big game in this one. Um, Dalvin Cook obviously did his thing. They were without Adam Thielen, but that didn't even really affect the pick. Obviously, we were both on mm-hmm. Minnesota, so that and, and we knew that pretty early in the week that he wasn't going to play. But, I mean, still, they... Uh, they were capable of covering this. And, oh, easily. And they, and they just, you know, didn't. yeah. So, um, not really much to say about that. Except Vikings go to six and two. So the AFC, or the, I'm sorry, the NFC North right now. You have the the Packers at seven one and the Vikings at six and two. So that's going to be a cool uh, race to watch as we as we get into the second half of the season here. Um, but uh, we get into the Sunday games. We had the Seahawks. They go to six and two with a win on the road against the Falcons. They win twenty seven twenty. Uh, right at that number there, as they were a minus six and a half favorite, end up covering by a half a point here with the touchdown victory. Yeah, they were leading the whole game, and they just stopped playing in the second half. Yeah, what was they it? They put up three points in the second half. It was twenty-four nothing at halftime, yeah. I think. Right, and uh, our buddy was going <laughs> nuts. Had Seattle's defense in fantasy, and he was feeling good <laughs> at halftime, and then. Uh, they just stopped playing, you know, and almost almost cost you the cover there uh, because of that. But um, yeah, again, I mean, just not. It's another bad. Uh, I mean, team. they got the first half. They came out firing on all cylinders, and then second half, they just kind of laid down. And um, even with the backup quarterback there and Matt Schaub, the Falcons were able mm-hmm. to uh, to put some points on the board in garbage time there. Um, 
but yeah, Seahaw Seahawks go to go to six and two. So another division race where you have the 49ers seven and zero, Seahawks six and two, Rams right behind them. There's some uh, there's some good teams in the and NFC. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a tough wild card race in the NFC. Yeah, you don't want to be that wild card uh, team <laughs> going on the road uh, in the wild card round. Um, but the uh, the Eagles beat up on the Bills this week in Buffalo, end up winning 31-13. So the Eagles get to 500. The Bills uh, fall to five and two. And this was a, this was kind of a telling game for me. The, the Bills are looking like a soft five and two. Yeah, and they did have that that good game against the Pats, um, where they only lost by six, but. To, to get beat up like this at home against a, a secondary that is very suspect and they weren't really able to do much offensively, that's kind of worrisome a little bit. And uh, even with the Bills' defense, I mean, giving up 31. What was it, uh, 208 rushing yards they gave up? Yeah, two, two, 218 rushing yards against a team that was really not... Towards the bottom of the league in yeah, rushing. Yeah, so... Um, this was, I, I don't really know what to take from this game, except that maybe the Bills aren't, you know, all we thought they were. But um, good win for the Eagles. They needed it to uh, keep pace with the Cowboys while they were on the bye. And um, we'll move on to the next one here. This is, we'll spend a couple minutes on this one because... This one was bad. This this was a bad, this was a bad over, overall game here. The Bears end up losing 17-16 to the Chargers in Chicago, and they held the Chargers to 230 yards on offense, and they lose this game. Yeah, and just a just a really difficult game to watch, and going right going right down to the end, um, you had uh, the thing that got me was the Bears set themselves up to win the game. You have Matt Nagy on the sideline. He's got 46 seconds left in a timeout. And instead of maybe running a couple plays, I don't care if you even get two yards on those two plays. Get a little bit closer. Do anything you can to help your kicker because we've seen, if anything, over the first eight weeks of the season that there are no surefire field goals. So to play that the way he did, it really didn't make any sense to me. Even like a, a quick screen to a receiver, gain a couple yards, and if you drop it, then it's a zero yard gain. Just something, but uh, they, no instead, time comes off. Instead, not yeah. only do they not do that, but they actually give up yardage and say we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. move back another so yard, another yard or two, and then just let the time run off the clock. And and how close was that field goal? It's probably good if a couple, you're five yards closer. A couple yards closer, and he probably hits that uh, just inside mm-hmm. the left upright. So to me, I know we put a tweet out, out about it. Uh, that was just awful. That was coaching and, not to lose the game. Exactly. And, uh, you know, at home for the Bears, they needed this win because now they're, you know, you don't want to say that they're out of it, but you have the Packers at 7-1 and the Vikings 6-2. and you know, and then uh, you have the NFC West, who's almost all above 500. They needed this <laughs> win, and that that to me just uh, I'm not I'm not really sure what else to say about it except it was just bonehead coaching, and uh, whether you think they're going to get the yards or not, whether you think it's going to 
why uh, why give up yards? That's that's my thing. You got to play to win the game. Yeah. And the Bears were playing way too conservative, and I think Nagy gets into his head a lot of the times in these games. I think he's kind of tried to create this, you know, this uh, image of himself that he's like one of those guys. He's those the genius. Those new guys in the NFL that are coming up and, and thinking that they know better. And that's not always the case. I mean, like we said, the Bears defense played great and really held the Chargers offense to, to minimal yards. But... Oh, but I mean, looking at these rushing numbers, what do you... Yeah, you were able to run the ball all over them all game, and then when it came down to it, you can't hand the ball off. I mean, Montgomery, 135 yards and a touchdown. He averages five yards a carry. You give it to him twice, you know, it's, you think he's going to get five yards? Yeah, yard probably. Field goal. I don't care if they know that's coming or not. Get How a push, get a couple do, yards. Does NFL teams know that a run's coming and they can't stop it? Yeah, I mean, it ha- <laughs> happens probably 50% of the time. I don't know, but... Uh, this was just a really bad loss for Chicago, and it's been like this all year for them. They can't get anything going offensively. Their defense has played well, but the offense can't uh, get out of their own way. Can't do anything. So uh, that was a tough game to watch. Um, move on to the Giants here. Uh, Lions beat the Giants 31-26. I think this game was a l- the score is a little bit closer than the actual game. The actual game was if you watched it. Um, it was 17-13 at halftime, but it just seemed like the Giants never really were going to win. The, you know, it just seemed like they were never going to win this game. Um, Daniel Jones had one of his best games. Uh, yeah, just had the, the one fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, it's probably which, the difference in the game. Which was the difference. Uh, you know, they they did what they needed to do offensively. It's just when it came down to getting stops on defense, the Giants. Uh, that's why they're like the 31st ranked defense. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of was expected. I didn't think the Giants were going to win. Um, I know you had the Giants covering. Yes, and I they took did. the points. I had Detroit minus seven, which they got that late touchdown that wiped that out for me. So, you know, just kind of culminated with a typical Giants play <laughs> where the onside kick just. Goes right out of bounds. You know, not even a shot. They do some weird. What was it? They ran like tried kicking it across his body. Yeah. And how often does that work? Let alone an actual onside kick. How about you just do the onside kick the way that it's supposed to go and take the whatever percent chance. Yeah, the ten percent chance or whatever it is. Trying to do some cute little thing. I I, I don't know. Um, you know, you give them credit for trying though. They were two and five. The the Giants are pretty much done. You know, they did make the big trade for uh, Leonard Williams from the Jets. But I think that's just more to negotiate to have exclusive rights with him for two weeks in the yeah. off season. And I mean, and if they don't resign him, they lose their third round pick to the Jets, but they get a third round compensation. So. Yeah, so it's really yeah. There's it's, there's nothing really to lose, I guess. Um, it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, and he first couple years he was a solid player, big run stopper, not so much pass rusher. I think you brought that up. Um, how many sacks in, in four years? He's got like I think it was eighteen, 17, seventeen or eighteen sacks in four years. So he's not going to get after the 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 uh, the quarterback, but 
somebody that can kind of replace that Damon Harrison, Snacks Harrison role. Um, so so we'll see how that goes uh, coming up into the offseason here, which is basically what we're looking forward to as yeah. Giants fans. Um, Texans get a win at home against the Raiders, 27-24. This was... To me, I mean, the Raiders... This is more the Raiders coming to play them. Yeah, the Raiders have been a, a, a pesky team, and they actually... Uh, I don't know if they had the lead, but... They did have the lead late. They did? Okay. Um, Derek Carr had a good game. I didn't realize that he was the league leader in uh, completion percentage. Yeah. Uh, like 73 or something? Yeah, like it was that? at 74 coming into the game, but... So it dropped It, it a dropped bit. a little bit. But uh, Deshaun Watson did his thing. I mean, that one play where he spun out mm-hmm. of the sack, it's kicked in the face, throws it to Fels. Aaron Fells, who looks like he's the, the greatest, greatest. <laughs> the greatest tight end in history. Um, Hopkins did his thing. So, uh, the bi- I mean, the big thing here, J.J. Watt out for the year. A torn pack. Uh, surgery. Um, to be honest, it feels like it happens almost every year now with J.J. Yeah, Watt. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. I'm like, you know, this guy's been great, but he's so injury prone, and he misses a handful of games every year. He's obviously getting up there in age, so I'm curious to see where where his kind of, uh, not progression because he's on the backside of his career, but where, where his career goes from here after he comes back from this injury because he will be mm-hmm. back uh, before OTAs next year. But the, uh, the next game here, as we're getting towards the end of the 1 o'clock Jets, game, Jags. Jets, Jaguars. I mean, what can you say about the, what can you say about the Jets? I don't know. It was not a good game for Sam Darnold. That's two in a row now where it just looks like he doesn't really know what's going on. I mean, his offensive line is probably the only one worse probably Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that, that's a debate that you could have. Worst offensive line, Jets or, or Cincinnati. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff going on with the Jets right now. The trade rumors that were going on, where they were trying to trade Jamal Adams, but now people are saying they weren't trying to trade, but they listened to trades with Jamal Adams. If you listen to uh, doesn't that. <laughs> Constitute yeah. you trying to to. I mean, you're not going out of your way to trade him, but you're still fielding phone calls, you know. So to say, oh, we're not trying to trade him, but we're going to listen to <laughs> offers. That's counter uh, counterintuitive there, but I'm pretty sure that's what the Odell thing was with the Giants yeah, last year. Yeah, it was exactly it was exactly <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, Darnold with three picks in this game. Let's see, he was. Uh, yeah, just not not very good. They can't run the ball. You know what's crazy is that when Darnold wasn't playing, playing they were running the ball. Back. Le'Veon Bell was was getting <laughs> his touches, getting his carries. Now Sam Darnold comes back, and Le'Veon Bell's nowhere to be found. I know because I have him in fantasy, and uh, it's just the Jets are tough to watch right now. And the whole thing going on with their left tackle. I don't even know if their left tackle that's playing right now should even be in the NFL. <laughs> like, he's just that bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, how good is this Minshew-Chark connection right now? Every week. I think I think it's five out of the seven weeks he's played. They have a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he kind of – I mean, I know he was, like, a pretty good prospect coming out of college, but he's been uh, above and beyond this year. 
had 12 targets in the in the last game um almost doubled that of the of the next guy so Minshew just has a feel for them they like each other they get along and uh Jaguars go to four and four so they're right in the mix right now in the AFC um next game here was the Rams hosting the Bengals and it was this a Cooper one, Cup show yep 220 receiving <laughs> yards most by a Rams player since 97 so huge huge day for him uh, what do you have? He only had eight catches, too. Eight yeah, catches for 220. Every catch was almost 30 40, yards. 40, you know, 30, 40 yards. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, you'd think that they would have put up more than 24 points with that kind of day. But, <laughs> um, again, they kind of, you know, not took it easy, but they didn't really get up for this game. And well, I think you had the Zach Taylor, Sean McVay connection. Sean McVay didn't want to step on his throat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make that argument. Um, but the Rams did cover. Uh, they, Just barely. It was 13 and a half. They won by 14. Do you want to touch on our, our picks? We usually do that beforehand, but do you want to? Yeah, Max uh, won the week overall, going 10 and 5. Best week of the year so far yeah. for me. By far. <laughs> by far. And uh, I went 7 and 8, so I'm hovering still right around that 500 level. Okay. And we both went 2 and 1 in our locks. Once again, I lose the uh, head-to-head, so, so you're actually 8-0 and o against me uh, through eight weeks in our head-to-head picks, which is crazy because I'm the one picking them every week. You've uh, yes. conceded that to me, so uh, hey. <laughs> I've got to get it right sometime. But, uh, yeah, the Rams beat the Bengals. They cover. The number there was minus 13.5, so they just get there. There were a lot of very cl- – like, it seemed like Vegas was right on these games. Vegas was on this they week. They were right on this on these games this week. Um, but uh, Rams go to 5-3. and three. They needed that win to, to keep pace in the uh, NFC West. Um, Saints beat up on the Cardinals 31-9. Latavius Murray just goes off again. Um, they're not really missing mm-hmm. Kamara. You know, Breeze goes down, Bridgewater steps in, and they're and they're fine. Kamara goes down, Murray steps in, and they're fine. You know, yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's this. You know, it's almost like they're such a well coached team. Yeah, and and a lot of people are are saying that they might be the best team in the NFL, um, even above the <laughs> Patriots. But you know that that remains to be seen. But uh, just really not really uh, not really a, a competitive game here. I think it might have been for a little bit, but, you know, Breeze coming back, does his thing, throws for three touchdowns. Um, yeah, it didn't really get out of hand. It almost like, it looks like Breeze rushed back, so didn't have to hear any Teddy Bridgewater rumors or anything. Yeah, which I I, I wouldn't have been concerned about that if I was him, but, um, you know, they did win every start that (laughs) Bridgewater, (laughs) Bridgewater started, so, um, but yeah, good win for the Saints. Uh, Titans Buccaneers. Titans win 27-23. Crazy ending to this game here. Oh, the, the Bucks should have won. The Bucks should have had the lead uh, late in the game. Uh, what was it? It was a uh, a fake punt. A fake punt where the punter, the punter ran just... out and one ref blew the whistle on what would have been a fumble return for a touchdown. Punter got destroyed on yeah. this play. He just got destroyed. He fumbles the ball. They pick it up, run it back. And apparently, if you listen to the broadcast, they said that it was, the refs didn't see it. It was only one ref, supposedly, afterwards. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, I know Bruce Arians post game conference. He just ripped them. Yeah, well, rightfully so. I mean, they ended up. It was fourth down play. He didn't get the first, so they get the ball back anyway. But I mean, it was a clear recovery, clear fumble, clear. When you look at the video, it was clear. Just no everything was clear. Ten yards of them. No, everything was clear. And normally they, 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 they'll give them that if it was yeah. a clear recovery. They'll give him the touchdown. Nah, I thought, not if the whistle blows. That's okay. the issue. Well, that's uh, and and I thought that we were past that. No, because they sent out a memo, but memos don't solve everything, as you can see. So, uh, Buccaneers kind of get get fleece there. Titans, big win to keep pace. They're four and four. Everybody in the AFC South is four and four or, or better. better. Colts <laughs> are five and two. They lead the way right now, but. Uh, everybody's at 500 or above right now, so um, pretty. Uh, as far as the division goes, there's parity there. Um, 49ers just destroyed the Panthers, 51-13. Uh, we were both on San Fran. It was only minus six, and the defense just. The San Francisco defense is insane. Nick Bosa just. <laughs> I think both Bosa brothers were NFC and AFC defensive players. Yes, you're correct. They just. They just get after you, and, and Kyle Allen didn't really have a chance. McCaffrey still did his thing. Of course. Um, had a big touchdown, or a big catch, big touchdown run. You know, he keeps doing his thing, but uh, 49ers just look like they're on another level uh, right now, defensively anyway. The offense, I know they put up 51 points, but the offense still kind of, you know, I'm not sold on Garoppolo. Being a, a a guy that can win you a playoff game, you know. Eventually, they're gonna have to be able to throw the ball to open up the run game, and yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see as we get further along in the season. But I mean, so far so good. They're just taking care of business every week. Uh, a few more games here. Colts beat the Broncos 15-13. Uh, Vinny Thierry with a 51-yard field goal with 20 seconds left on the clock. So he's trying to put his early season woes behind him. And he nailed it. I mean, he missed a 50-yarder earlier in the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I know I know Flacco had a big uh, big issue with the way that they handled the end of the game. Yeah, on the third and five, he felt like they weren't aggressive enough. And now he's not even playing this week. They're saying due to injury, but... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, phantom injury, but... Yeah, you don't really hear that from him too much. He doesn't speak up. He's kind of in that Eli Manning ilk where, you know, they just go about their business and and don't get involved in that. But um, he's not not wrong. When you think about it, they lost this close game. They lost to the Bears on that phantom uh, roughing the passer. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, they're a couple couple calls away from, yeah, being a 500 (laughs) team. And with Mahomes out, I mean, you never know what yeah. could happen. But I, I get his point: is hey, we're we're two, we were two and five. Why not take a shot? I mean, you lose, you're done. You're not you're not win- you're pulling off eight games in a row to get into the wild card or to or to make the playoffs. So why not go for it and try to try to just win the game outright? Uh, I mean, I, I can't say I disagree with them, but Colts go to five and two, so they're a half game up on the Texans in the uh, AFC South. The uh, Patriots beat the Browns 27-13. This was kind of a weird game to me because the Browns were just able – the Browns ran the ball. Yeah, but they just got down so they couldn't keep running it. Yeah, Chubb with that huge run 
that he ends up fumbling. Three yards shy of the end zone, he fumbles. And, uh, you know, that was just typical Browns. I mean, let's take a look at the stats here, but... I know it was three straight plays with a turnover for the Browns that... That oh was, yeah, that was, yeah. The game was over. After I've that. never seen that before. Three straight <laughs> snaps with turnovers. You had two fumbles by Chubb and then the interception by Mayfield. And uh, Chubb, twenty carries, one hundred thirty-one yards. And this was the most. This this doubled what the Patriots were giving up on the ground for the season. Average. They were giving up sixty something average. They give up one thirty-one in this game. Mayfield. I mean. At what point do you say that this guy is? Uh, I mean, <laughs> something's not clicking. Some, yeah, something's up, and I don't know if it's you know Odell and and Landry in his ear telling him you know, <laughs> but uh, Odell's been basically non-existent. Non-existent. He had he's had the one good game where he went over. I think he's got one where he went over a hundred. but I think that was the big game of the year for him. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the Browns are just on, in a tailspin right now, which is kind of what we thought would happen if they didn't yeah. get off to a hot start with all the hype surrounding them. But, I mean, Patriots take care of business. Brady and Edelman just continue to, to do their thing. I know you were big on them. Uh, in DraftKings. Fantasy-wise this week, uh, and it paid off. So, But, yeah, three plays. You had a fumble, fumble, interception. And after that pick, the Patriots go up 17 nothing. And I don't care. It was a one-score game at at one point, 17-10 in the third quarter. But you just never got the feeling that the Browns, you know, kind of like the Giants game, you just never had the feeling that they were going to win that game. And, um, you know, Patriots go to 8-0. So as far as power rankings are concerned, they're still uh, leading the way. And Belichick gets his 300th career win. So... Yeah, he was so excited about that. (laughs) He doesn't get excited about much, that's for sure. A couple games left here. We have the Sunday night game. Packers beat the Chiefs 31-24. Chiefs put up a fight in this one with Matt Moore at at, uh, quarterback, which... You know, I, I was uh, I was pretty surprised that that they were able to kind of continue the way that their offense ha- uh, is is meant to play. Um, but Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. I mean, it was really the Packers really missed Devontae Adams in the receiving game because if you look at some of these receivers' numbers, yeah, you got a running back leading the way with seven catches. Seven catches for 159 yards for uh, Aaron Jones <laughs> and two touchdowns. So that's pretty much Devontae. That would have been Devontae Adams yeah. if uh, if he was healthy. But, yeah, I mean, you have guys like uh, Alan Lazard and Jake Kumaro and Scantling and Allison didn't even do anything, and they're supposed to be the one-two right now. So it's just uh, kind of mixing and matching, trying to get by until Devontae Adams comes back. But, um yeah, I thought Matt Moore played well. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, obviously without Mahomes, they're they're kind of uh, struggling right now. They they fall to five and three. So, I mean, you have the, uh, the Chiefs at five and three, and if there was anybody else in the division that was posing mm-hmm. a threat to them, they might be in some trouble. But there's not another team that's at five hundred. Um, so they're not really in a spot where they need to worry too much. And then the last game here, Steelers beat the Dolphins 27-14 Monday night. I mean, the fact that the Steelers were a, a minus 
14. <laughs> it was just crazy. They actually ended up almost covering. I was sitting there Monday night, and I was like, you know, I, I kind of have a feeling about the Dolphins in this one. I was thinking I was thinking about putting a little bit on them money line because I think it was like plus 500 or something like that. Yeah, it was 5 to 1. I just had a, <laughs> this is the yeah, odds you have yeah. to get to put money on. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling, and I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to put money on the Dolphins. That's stupid, you know, so I talked myself out of it. They jump out to a fourteen nothing lead, and I'm like, gonna, I'm like, oh, I should have so mad at yourself. I should have done it. And then how quickly <laughs> things change because they didn't score for the rest of the game. <laughs> Fitzpatrick turned it over a bunch of times, and um, the Steelers get a win. They go to three and four. So again, a win that they needed. So they're now in second place uh, behind the Ravens. And uh, you know, if they can keep it going, then. You know they're gonna need some some magic from uh, Mason Rudolph, but who did not look good in the beginning no. of the game. Uh, did you watch any of it? Because no, you, I didn't. I know you said you time. weren't going to. <laughs> did but, not waste my time with that game. But if you watch the the recap, I mean Mason Rudolph just looked awful in the beginning of the game. They finally got a running game from Connor and that offensive line, so we'll see what they can do moving forward. But um, that's the uh, that was the week eight recap. Like we said, uh, ten and five for for my picks, seven and eight for Austin's picks. We both went two and one in our locks, so uh, pretty. It goes good pretty, week. Pretty right? solid uh, if you put the if you put them together. So, um, but let's get into our little Halloween segment here. We've been doing this every week for the past couple weeks in October, leading up to Halloween. Halloween's tomorrow, so we'll do a little trick or treat action uh, in. Uh, uh, to to celebrate that. Now, what's and the concept of this? So, what we're gonna do is, if there were, if if the team is within a game of five hundred, we're gonna we're gonna trick or treat them. So, are we gonna give them a treat? We're gonna give them a treat, or we're gonna or we're gonna say you're tricking us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, basically contenders and pretenders, but with a little mm-hmm. Halloween twist. So, we'll call it trick or treat, and we'll kind of run down the list here by division. So. Uh, the A- the AFC East, um, pretty set right now with the <laughs> Patriots and Bills at the top. Nothing really to discuss there. Uh, a team, you know, we'll start with the team we just ended with, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they're they're at three and four right now. They're uh, two games behind the uh, the Ravens for first place. You want to go first, or uh, they are a trick. Yes, to me. I will agree with you. Uh, big time trick, in my <laughs> opinion. I know they got better on defense, and Micah Fitzpatrick has definitely improved that defense. I think yeah. he had a key interception. He had last. two. He had two picks oh, like two. Uh, against the Dolphins, so that was his best game. Fitzpatrick picking off Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. They, I don't know how you can. You can say this uh, this team is uh, is a treat right now because Mason Rudolph, like we said, he looked awful. Um, I think this game, as far as running the ball, was an anomaly because they have not run the ball well. And now Connor's hurt, so I don't even know if he's going to play next week. Yeah, they're missing Connor. They're missing uh, Samuel, or potentially missing Connor. Samuel's is out uh, for at least another few weeks, if not the rest of the season. And you know, you mentioned the defense; they are playing better. But they're not playing at a level that can win you the games when the offense doesn't perform well. And if this offense gets off to the start that they did against Miami, against an, against a better team, a real team, <laughs> yeah, exactly, against a real team, they're not 
they're not winning that game. Giving up, give, spotting them 14 points right off the bat. Um, so yeah, they're they're definitely a trick, uh, in my opinion, and and you seem to agree. So uh, on to the AFC South here. I mean, pretty much, except the Colts, who are five and two. Um, let's just run through these other three teams, and we'll give them a we'll give them a trick or a treat here. So Houston Texans, what do you got? I think they're a treat if they can actually learn how to pass block. They'd be a great NFL team. They'd probably be. <laughs> Seven and two right now, or seven yeah. and one. That's that's their Achilles heel, and it's been that way for a while now, at least the last few years, where the offensive line has just not been good. Even against the uh, Raiders, who had eight sacks coming into the game. I, I'm gonna go with a treat as well. I think their offense is legit. Their their offensive line obviously has issues, which we talked about. Now they're without JJ Watt, but I I still think that their defense has enough to to get done. And and at the end of the day, you're looking at this division. I think the Texans the Texans are going to be in the playoffs when you look at it, when it's all yeah, said and done. So, I agree with you. So they're, so they're a treat. I mean, just looking at these other numbers, they're, they're the only other team not leading a division that's over 500. Well, them and the Bills. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the, yeah, well that's – yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at mm-hmm. it. I just didn't say it. Um, but, yeah, them and the Bills are the only two teams over 500 that are not leading the division. Every other team in the AFC is at 500 or, or below. So uh, I think, you know – uh, they're definitely uh, capable of, of making the playoffs, so that's a treat for me. Jacksonville Jaguars, what do you think? I'm going to go treat. I like treat? Minshew at okay. quarterback. That DJ Shark connection he has has really helped their offense move the ball and score some points. Okay. Fournette's had a pretty solid year. He just can't get in the end zone. I think he's second in the league in uh, rushing, rushing right now. But so. he has one touchdown on the season. Yeah, so that's... You know, I think that's that's the the thing for the Jaguars is being able to put the ball in the end zone, which obviously they, you know, between Minshew, I mean Minshew doesn't. What does he have? Twelve touchdown passes. And I think I don't think he has. I think he's a couple picks. Nothing. Yeah. So, I, but the thing is, they're not put. You know, Fournette with the one touchdown, they're not. You know, scoring a, a ton of points, and uh, to me, they're a trick. I don't think that. You know their defense is beat up on some some bad teams. Um, the Jets, I think they, you know, yeah, they I just they just beat up on that all. But you know, to me, I, I don't I don't trust Minshew mm-hmm. as much as you do. I'll put it like that. I think their running game is is legit. Um, I just at the end of the day, I don't think that they're going to be one of those teams that we're talking about. But they have won two in a row, so you know they they're worth keeping an eye on. I just I don't think that they're there just yet. Um, the Titans, what do you think? Oh, they are a trick and a half. Tra- <laughs> I agree. I, I hate agree. the Titans. Titans are one of the weirdest teams. <laughs> uh, in, and somehow they've won two in a row with Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback. Yeah, um, he's definitely. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you change that quarterback, even if even if they're not really a big step up, they still inject some life into the team and. Uh, I mean, you can make the case for the Jaguars, too. I mean, Minshew takes over, and now he's... Yeah, he t- Everybody's life. behind <laughs> him. He brought some life to the team. You know, Tannehill, obviously, they weren't going anywhere with Mariota. So, why not make the change? And, and yeah. Too bad they made the change too late. The thing is with them is that they're supposed to be this, like, big-time run team. And they haven't mm-hmm. been able to run the ball that much. So that's that's what worries me about them. They're not even true to their own identity, really, which is 
run the football and play some defense. Yeah, keep it 19-13 the games. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I agree. Uh, they're a trick. Um, so, just to recap, we both had the Texans as a treat. I think most people would agree with that. We're split on the Jaguars. Treat for me, trick for you. Or no, no the, it was yeah. the opposite. Okay. Uh, trick for me, treat for you, and then the Titans were both on a, they're, they're a trick um, for this ho- Halloween season. Um, AFC West to finish out the AFC, you have the Oakland Raiders. I mean, uh, the Chiefs are 5-3, and three, so they mm-hmm. fit the category of what we're yeah. you know, trying to do here, but... I think we both agree there. They don't have Mahomes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Mahomes is supposed to be coming back. Uh, relatively soon, correct? Yeah, so I'm not even worried about them. Yeah. No one's challenging them in their division, so... No, uh, the next team is the Raiders. They're 3-4. and four. What do you think about them? It's kind of an interesting... I'd probably lean more towards Trick. Okay. I do like the way they run the ball. They like to keep games close, but they just don't have enough playmakers on the outside to... Yeah, they got... The leading uh... receiver is Darren Waller at tight end. He's come on pretty good. I like him as a player, but uh, Tyrell Williams had been out until this past week, and, I mean, he's your number one. That's not really saying much. But they are able to run the football. Jacobs looks like a good back. Um, their defense is is really shoddy. I mean, as it, as it says here, their net points is minus 41. If you're minus 41... And you're a game mm-hmm. under 500. You should consider yourself pretty lucky, uh, in my opinion. So, I mean, you have the the Broncos who are minus 26, mm-hmm. and they're four games under 500. Yeah. So that's that <laughs> just goes to show you. But, I mean, yeah, I'm leaning towards Trick here. I don't think they have the horses to really do much uh, going forward. The Chargers, they're three and five. Same thing for me. Uh, they, yeah. they can't see. I mean, I know that they won a close game, but it was basically a gift, and they're not really showing me much. They should have tried to trade Melvin Gordon, gotten anything for him. Yeah, uh, get a get a third or fourth round draft pick, just something. Because I'm curious what that compensation pick's gonna be. I would assume a third rounder. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Chargers just seem like they're a bit of a mess to me, but. Um. Yeah, outside of the Chiefs, the AFC West is uh, full of tricks. So, uh, NFC now, we'll go to Cowboys and Eagles atop the NFC East. Cowboys are four and three. Eagles are four and four. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say Dallas is a treat. I agree. I agree. I don't like saying that, but I think it's the truth. I think they got. The first three games were against... Cakewalks. The cakewalks. So I think that they just got that in their head. You know, hey, we're... Oh, the season's going to be easy. Yeah. They end up losing three in a row, but then they come back and just beat up on the Eagles. And, yeah, I I think they're a treat. Um, 66 points, uh, 66 net points here. Their defense is is solid. They get the job done. So um, I definitely think that they're the the candidate right now to win the division. Uh, The Eagles, what do you think? I'm going to lean towards Trick. I don't... They just don't have that second weapon on offense. It seems to be Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, Miles Sanders finally had a game. Yeah. But, I mean, 
even at tight ends, they're not doing what they've been doing. No, Zach Ertz, you haven't really heard much yeah. from him. And, you know, it's amazing what can happen when you have a running back that you get on a roll and continue to give them the ball. <laughs> Instead you know? of splitting carries, yeah. I hate the splitting carries. Yeah, I don't want to keep guys fresh, but... <laughs> I mean, every other drive, you're ta- you're, you have another running back in there. Let a guy get on a run a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles, because of their defense, I don't think their defense Their is secondary, bad. they did not improve their secondary at all. No, their, their defense, they're giving up, uh, like, the sixth most points in the NFC. Um, they're scoring a lot of points, but a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that they're giving up a lot of points. <laughs> they're, they're giving up a lot of points. They got the ball. They're having to throw a little bit, so... I, uh, yeah, I don't like their defense, and I think that's going to be their, their issue. We saw it in the Dallas game. They just got ripped apart. Oh, yeah. And then they go into Buffalo, who doesn't really have a high-level passing game, and they're able to play with them. They beat them up pretty good, but, I don't know, going against a, a, a team in this day and age with how, how people throw the ball now, you need that secondary, and they don't have it. So that's a trick for me. Um, NFC North... Got the the Packers and the Vikings at the top. Not nothing to worry about really with them. At the bottom, you have the Detroit Lions at three three and one, and the Bears at three and four. Uh, for right now, I'm gonna say both these teams are tricks. As am I. I would agree with you. I think the Lions. I mean, we've talked about it before over the past couple weeks. Their secondary is just a mess with the injuries right now. Injuries and then the trade. Um, you know, Daniel Jones, who looked like he was, you know, the, the couple weeks prior, he looked like a rookie, comes in and he just lights him up 300-plus yards, four touchdowns. Um, so, to me, they're a trick. And then the Bears, I mean, you can't trust them. No, you can't trust the offense. You can trust that defense. I mean, look at it. They've only given up 122 points on the season. And that is the... <laughs> Best outside of the 49ers. That's second best in the <laughs> NFC. And they're a game under 500. Because their offense only has put up 128 points. <laughs> which is second worst. So they have the second worst offense, second best defense, and they're three <laughs> and four. So for those, you know, that's the argument. You know, defense is still important. Yeah, it's important, but. You need a quarterback. Need, yeah, that that seems a, to be the issue there. Yeah. Mr. Trubisky is uh, going to have a short career in the NFL, it looks like. Yeah, and this was a game that they just, to me, they just threw away um, with how they handled it at the end. So uh, between the coaching and the, the players they have on the field, uh, I don't know how you can say that they're going <laughs> to make any noise this year, which is unfortunate because they had such a great year last year, and I was on them. I think their over-under was nine. Yeah. I think I took the under. Which they could still, they could still get to nine, ten, <laughs> but it's not, it's not going to be easy. They they better change something soon. I actually had, I think I project, projected them to go like eleven and five or twelve and four again because they were bringing all, they were bringing pretty much everybody back. They're just not, uh, they're just not playing well right now. So the NFC South, there's only one team that fits the uh, the requirement for this little segment here, and that's the Carolina Panthers at four and three. This is a tough one for me because it's hard. It's hard for me to say they're a trick when McCaffrey just continues to do his thing and and Kyle Allen's played well. The defense is solid. Um, I'm curious to know or to hear what you think about them. 
Um, hmm. I think that defense has been playing a little smoke and mirrors. And I think they finally got exposed by the 49ers, who aren't even a great offense. Yeah, that's true. And I think it was... You finally saw the real Kyle Allen, where he's not going to win you a game coming back. Yeah. I think that for... When you look at the NFC as as a whole, uh, this they're not going to make the playoffs. No. There's too many It'll good teams. You have... Let's count them up. You have one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight. You have eight teams above 500, including the Panthers. Then you have a bunch of teams. One, two, uh, well, just two teams. You have two teams at 500. So you have 10 of the 16 teams at 500 or better. So basically you're saying that the Panthers are one of the top six teams, and they're not. That's just not, no, it's, it's not accurate. So... They're not winning their division. The Saints have run away with that division. I think if you're a Panthers fan, um, you know, I wouldn't expect them to make the playoffs. So so in my mind, they're a trick. And uh, they've been exciting to watch. You know, McCaffrey's obviously still an MVP candidate, but he can't do it himself. No, I I think... I think McCaffrey's better with Kyle Allen as a quarterback than McCaffrey... With Newton as the quarterback, which think, is going to be an issue. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it earlier in the season that his role is more defined now. Yeah. He's more of a traditional. He's going to get his carries, and he's going to get, you know, instead of being that slot, you know, dump down because they just want Cam to throw the ball. No, Kyle Allen's played a lot more under center. Yeah, which lets McCaffrey come out of the backfield, and that's a tough cover for a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're both a trick on uh, on the Panthers, correct? Yes. And then the last team here in the NFC West, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, they're in third place right now at 5-3. and three. So that just goes to show you how, how the good NFC this West. division is right now. <laughs> but um, they were 3-3. Three and three. They've won two in a row. So which way are you leaning for the, for the Rams here? I'm going to lean trick. Okay. Why? curious because I have the I have them in my mind they're a treat I don't know it's just Jared Goff scares me yeah that I, old I line that. has been playing horribly I understand that I mean they got a, they got lucky this week that somehow the Cincinnati Bengals were on their schedule after going to the Super Bowl last year yeah and they didn't even really play that well yeah. against them so I, I I see why why you're saying that um I'm curious to see them play the 40, I don't think they've played the 49ers yet. No, they haven't. I'm not. curious to see them play this team. And they lost to Seattle on a missed field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been right there. I think that their their offense is second in points by one to the Packers. So, they're putting up their points. Yeah, but even it, a lot of that is in that garbage game against the Buccaneers where they got blown out. They still put up. 40-some points. Yeah, that's true. Um, their defense has played better uh, over the past couple I do weeks. like the addition of Ramsey. Yeah, that, and that's that's the big thing. I mean, they they get Ramsey. They get rid of they get rid of Peters. And Tlaib. And Tlaib. They get Ramsey. I don't even... I, I don't remember ever seeing Tlaib on the field, actually. Like, was he... No, he was on a injured reserve. Okay, so, so he wasn't playing anyway. 
I think it was um, just Miami needed to hit the salary cap ceiling, the floor. I oh, mean. yeah. Okay. Um, so they'll probably trade him in the offseason or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they go from Peters to Ramsey, which is for sure an upgrade. But uh, you get that guy that can take away half the field, you know, shut down the, the top guy. Uh, that changes things, uh, changes your entire defense. So, And you could see that they've played much better as of late. Um, so I, I think they're I think they'll be okay. Uh, but are you going off the the idea that the NFC is just stacked right now as well? I, I think it's going to be real close because as of right now they're fighting for the sixth seed, and they're, yeah, they're not, not even, even in, they're in not the even playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah, so so they 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 do have some work to do. Um, but no, I'm just more worried about they have no run game. Todd Gurley has looked. Every bit of arthritis-filled knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, they're not the same team that they were last year. That's for sure. No, and I, and I think it's going to come back to bite them. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it could. I just I think they'll be okay, uh, but but time will tell. And it'll be exciting the the last uh, you know quarter of the season. I think it's going to come down to just who's who's hot at the time. So uh, we'll see. But that's our trick and treat trick or treat segment uh, for Halloween tomorrow. Um, let us know what you think about that. Uh, we disagreed on a few of them there, so so obviously there are, there are more opinions to be had. But let's get into uh, week nine uh, of this uh, NFL season right now. The games are, are slated to be a little bit closer this week. There's only one double-digit spread, one that's close, but uh, one true double-digit spread right now. And the rest are actually uh, you got a handful of games here that are that are four point spreads or less. Um, so after uh, uh, Vegas was right on last week, we'll we'll find out, kind of see if they're picking up on something here. But um, the first game here Thursday night. So tomorrow we are recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, October thirty first, Thursday. San Fran is a minus ten. We'll go with a minus ten and a half favorite. Uh, most sites are saying minus 10, but we're going with Bovada, which is minus 10 and a half right now. What are you What are you feeling for this one? I feel an odd cover for Arizona. I don't think they win the game, but the Thursday night games have been real weird. Not a lot of scoring, if you've noticed. Yeah. Even the Vikings only put up 19 last week, so... In a game, in a game where the offense seems to slow down and not score points, less time to game plan, yeah. things like that. I think, um, yeah, I think that the uh, the fact this is a division game and they know each other, I think that kind of negates some of the Thursday night, you know, issues that teams might have as far as game planning because they know these teams so well, but. Uh, I got to go with San Fran here. I got they're hot. Their D line is just playing out of its mind against a rookie quarterback. <laughs> I know he can move, but uh, I mean at any given point, you know, the 49ers defense can score on their own. So uh, I think I, I would have liked it to be in the minus nine. I would have felt better if it was under you know minus nine. Under and a double half, digits. But. but uh, I'm, I still think they I'm more just this. banking on San Francisco having a bad offensive game. Still winning the game, but maybe it's only 21-13 or something. Okay. Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, 
just look at the total real quick. So it's 43 is the is the total right now. So which is towards the bottom. Yeah, I mean you're looking at you know a tw you know a 27, 14, 27, yeah. 17 type game here. Um, but yeah, the, I I think San Fran will be able to take care of business. Um, onto the Sunday, so we do have a game in London, Houston at technically you know Jacksonville's the home team here uh, in London. But uh, it's Houston-Jacksonville, and Houston's the favorite right now, minus one and a half. What do you think? I'm going to take Jacksonville. They are just London's team. They play really well in London, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. I forget about that sometimes, is that's basically, you know, they're the home team. Because they I'm go there every they year. They are the home team because they're the one team that goes there every year. Um, so, yeah, that's an, interesting, that's an interesting take on it. Uh, and I think... The run game travels better than the passing game going over there. Yeah. Uh, 9.30 start. You know, it's just kind of a weird situation for the players. Uh, so I could see that. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I just think that they're the better team. And to get a, to get a game that's close to, close to a pick'em game, um, I'm going to take, take Houston here. Hopkins looks like he's starting to get in the flow of things, and and Watkins, uh, I mean, not much that you can say about him except that he's playing well right now. Um, Minnesota and Kansas City. You can't really pick this game because yeah. we're still waiting on the Mahomes injury. I'm going to assume he's not playing. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to lean here. I think there was another game. There was a game last week that didn't have a spread as well. I think. Yeah, it was um, the Falcons game last yeah, week. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, keep an eye on this as we go forward. But um, I, I would assume that if Mahomes isn't playing, that Minnesota is going to be the favorite here. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a minus two. Yeah, maybe a minus one and a half. Because they played well last week without Mahomes, but yeah, Minnesota's gonna run the ball over the over them. Yeah, I think if if Minnesota's favored by minus one and a half, minus two, I, I'm okay with taking Minnesota. Um, if Mahomes is out, I think that's the safe way to go. Uh, obviously, if Mahomes is playing, that's a different story. But uh, like we said, there's no line here, so we we're, we don't want to speculate too much about what's what's going on here, but. Uh, on to the next one here. Buffalo is at home against Washington. Buffalo getting a big spread, minus nine and a half. Um, I don't, it's hard for it's hard to, to look at Buffalo and say that they're going to win by ten. <laughs> they're they're ten point better team. But Washington is is just bad. I mean, um, I'm going to assume this is Dwayne Haskins starting, right? If Dwayne Haskins is starting, then that makes it a little bit easier for me to pick Buffalo because <laughs> I, I think that they're going to have a bounce back game. Um, I do think their secondary is good, and they just had a bad game against the Eagles. So, uh, but this is this is tough, just coming off that loss. But I think I'll go. I think I'm gonna go again with the Bills here. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'll take the Bills. I like that defense. I think they are that good. It's just. Every defense has a bad game. It happens. Yeah, they're giving up just about 300 yards a game, but they're, the, the road offense for Washington is just abysmal. Um, about 275 they're putting up on the road. So, um, yeah, against the spread. I mean, the Bills are 4-3 and three against the spread. So, 
I think that that's the that's the safer way to go. And yeah, it's just uh, Case Keenum right now is questionable uh, versus Buffalo. If he's not playing, um, I know they brought in another quarterback. Well, they have Colt McCoy on the yeah, roster, but they but would probably think, play. I think it's Haskins' time. Yeah, um, you got to see what you got from him. And Trent Williams did end his holdout. That's true. That's true. I don't know if he but, plays uh, this game. Yeah, I, he's probably not in the best of shape. But I mean, yeah, Buffalo in their last nine, they're six and three against the spread. So I'm, I'm I feel better taking them than I do the Redskins. Let's just put it that way. Um, Carolina's at home against Tennessee. Right now, they're a minus four favorite. This is a this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, this is another Kyle Allen start as well. Yeah, and I mean, I don't I don't know if the Titans are going to be able to, you know, put together an answer for McCaffrey. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the Panthers here, minus four. Um. I hate to pick Tennessee, but I have a feeling Tennessee's finally going to get that run game going. Yeah. This is a typical Tennessee game where somehow they're going to win this game and, and people are going to start buying into them and then they're going to screw everyone and go 0-3 their next three. <laughs> They'll end up 8-8 eight eight probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, their road offense is kind of kind of middle right now. Um, yeah, but that's also with Mariota playing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of hard to to go off of that, but um, so I'm I'm more just taking the points here because I think these are, to be honest, pretty even teams. Yeah, the spread kind of tells you that that they're kind of even across the board. I I just yeah, it's kind of hard for me to trust the the Titans. Um, I think that the. I just see McCaffrey having another big game. Oh, well, he's and, always going to have a game. That's yeah, the issue. So, well, yeah. I mean, you could, I guess you could say either way. He's going to have a big game, but they're still going to lose. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're split on that. Uh, next game here. This is a great one. This is a doozy. Miami's at home against the Jets. Jets are favorite, minus three. Never touch this game. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Taking the Jets. <laughs> I, I guess I and mean, minus three, you're just, facing a winless team. Just all the all the controversy surrounding <laughs> them right now. You know, Jamal Adams is pissed off. Um, you know, there nobody trusts anybody in the organization. I'm gonna go with the Jets as well because I can't pick Miami. I mean, uh, you're kind of right. This this number that you're getting against a winless team. It's enticing. Yeah, and. This is a division matchup. So there might can, be a riot in New York if, if the Jets yeah. lose this game. No, that is that is definitely true. Um, yeah, they're, Miami's actually in their last ten actually has a winning record get against the Jets. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so in the, the last three head-to-head, Miami's three and zero, and they're two zero and one against the spread. But this is obviously a different. Uh, you know, maybe there's a little Fitzmagic story going on no. here. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, both these teams are just bad right now. If you have to pick one, I guess you go with the Jets because they do have more weapons uh, offensively. Donald, you got to think he's going to figure it out against this team. So He's got to. If he doesn't, then, you, then you're going to have a serious, serious problem on your hands. Why can't they get Le'Veon Bell going? 
to. Because Gase hates him. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. Is there's just so Gase much, hates half this team. So much back and forth with the, with this team that you don't really know what you're gonna get, and to go from, you know, beating the Cowboys to where they are now, how quickly <laughs> things have changed. But um, we'll move on to the next one here. Uh, Philadelphia's at home this week against Chicago. They're a minus five favorite. You know, I'd like to say, yeah, Chicago's got a chance against the secondary, but they have not shown anything. They don't throw to their receivers. So I'm kind of leaning Philly here. I think that Philly might get hot. I think they – I know we both said that they were a trick, but they are capable of beating – they're very capable of beating (laughs) this team, you know, going away, I I think. I mean – you know, Chicago's offense is just dreadful. Especially on the road. I mean... They're actually a little better on the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're uh, they're at the bottom of the... And passing. 30th and passing yards on the road. It's just tough to... I know the, the, the defense for the Philly... For uh, the Phillies. The Eagles. They actually play much better at home. If, if you look at these numbers here. Uh, they're in the top 10 at home in defense. So... Uh, Top 10 defense at home going up against a bottom 10 offense on the road. Kind of have to go with uh, the Eagles here, in my opinion. I know it's minus five. It's a weird number, but... I agree with you. I mean, you get the Philly drunk fans. (laughs) They're going to be ripping Trubisky apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think this is going to be a good game for the Bears here. Uh, both teams are under 500 against the spread, but I mean something's got to give, and I'll go with Philly, who's coming off a big win this week. Um, next one here, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis is only a minus one favorite on the road in Pittsburgh. Some of them are even showing even. If this is a pick'em game, I don't know how you don't pick the Indy. Colts here. I mean, if you look at a lot of like. <laughs> In these like advanced metrics and stuff, it's <laughs> not good. No, they're a pretty bad <laughs> team. <laughs> but, uh, I, but I, I just think it's it. that mo- motivation with uh, just like, you losing Andrew Luck. So yeah. I'm, obviously, I'm riding the Indy train. I've been on them all year. I mean, Indy has never played well in Pittsburgh. Uh, it says here that they've lost nine of the last ten road games uh, in Pittsburgh. Obviously, but I mean. You go. Uh, you got to go with the better team. Uh, if it's basically a pick'em game, their uh, their rushing attack on the road is insane. They're averaging 183, and Pittsburgh's giving up 121. They're just going to come in there and run the ball. You know, good lines travel. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're four two and one against the spread this year. So they've they've done their their job. Uh, you know, getting the covers, so I'm I'm comfortable taking Indy in a pickup game. If it was, if if you were talking about maybe like a minus three and a half or something like that, then I might rethink that. But when you're ba- when you're giving me a pickem, pretty much against a team that runs the ball, which you said travels, uh, I'll take them. So the next one here is the. Lions go on the road to Oakland. Oakland's a minus two favorite right now. Um, it's another weird matchup. Inter, uh, what is it, interconference? Yes. Interconference matchup here. Um, I think I'm going to lean Oakland. Okay. 
I think that, again, the car's playing well. High, high completion percentage. I know that they don't have the biggest, you know, high-powered offense, but Josh Jacobs is running the ball well, and Detroit's defense kind of got uh, beat up a little bit against the Giants team who, um, you know, has their own issues. So I'm leaning Oakland here. What do you think? I'm leaning Detroit for the fact that Oakland's secondary is one of the worst in the NFL right now. I think they're ranked 30th. And that's where Detroit has been excelling lately is in the passing game. Uh, Stafford had another three touchdowns last week. Yeah, they definitely passed the ball well on the road. And uh, like you, like you, were, you were spot on with the defense for Oakland. They're 30th ranked uh, at home against the pass. They were very good against the run Oakland's defense, but against the pass, they have a ton of issues in the secondary. Yeah, um, looking at the numbers now, I mean, Detroit's defense just doesn't travel at all. And they've got a lot of issues, like we talked about in the secondary. That's that's the the reason that I'm, I'm taking Oakland here. I think, you know, Oakland's not going to be able to run away with it, but I like the fact that, you know, they could win by three points and cover. Um, if it was anything more than this, I think I'd, I'd have to think twice about it. But, um, I mean, Oakland, they're both four and three against the spread, so nothing really to go off of there. But uh, both teams need a win. So it'll be interesting to, to, to see this game and how it plays out. This is just a weird, it's a weird matchup. You don't see it you know very often but um that was the first four o'clock four o'clock game um the second one here is seattle hosting tampa bay seattle minus six and a half against tampa bay um i think i gotta i know that seattle kind of went on cruise control last week but i i think that they're gonna i think they'll cover this one um how do you feel about seattle here i mean i am a little nervous about their secondary against the two-headed monster and freaking look who is a good win and uh evans on tampa bay yeah that seems to be it, seattle's struggle it just never seems mm-hmm. like they're on at the same no, time it's either one on. or the other winston <laughs> picks one and it doesn't matter winston will throw it a million times to mike evans in a game godwin will be you know basically non-existent then they'll flip-flop and Winston will just continue to throw it at the guy, triple, double, triple coverage, end up throwing three picks, and it's like you have to, you have other guys on the team. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that this is, uh, I think this is Seattle's game. I know that, you know, Tampa Bay has been a tough play this year, even though they're two and five, um, and it's not like Seattle is is, you know, Seattle six and two, but they're three and five against the spread, so they're not. They're not running away with these games that they're winning, um, and they just barely got a, a, a cover last week. I mean, Tampa Bay's pass defense. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I, I had to highlight this as we're talking about it. 382 passing yards they're giving up on the road. They're not giving up any rushing yards because they don't have to <laughs> run the ball. It's, it's kind of sad, but... Um, I think the Seahawks are, are a touchdown better than the Bucks. If they can play some defense and, and not, you know, kind of go on cruise control like they did last week, I think that Russell Wilson is going to be able to do whatever he wants. And I think they'll be able to run the ball, too. It's just going to be, do they have to run the ball, <laughs> you know? Um, 
So, I mean, Seattle's home offense is middle of the road. Home defense is uh, pretty poor. It's, it's you know the pass defense is not very good, but uh, yeah, I think this is I, I think this is Seattle. You going with Tampa? Yeah, or, no, I'm going to go Seattle. Seattle. Okay. All right, so I we're think both on Seattle here. They just have better players and a better team overall. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, at home, I, I think that that's six and a half is pretty fair to me. Um, and I'd be worried about a little hangover for Tampa Bay. You know, after getting screwed in that call. Yeah, going to two and five, I think that they'll they'll start to to go downhill um, for the rest of the year. I think you're right about that. Um, Green Bay goes on the road to L.A. to play the Chargers. They're a minus four favorite. Uh, I, to be honest, I could see Green Bay just smoking them, just running away <laughs> with it. I know some of the predictions are are pretty close right now, but. Um, I don't know how you can pick this Chargers team to do. <laughs> Yeah. Anything. Green Bay just owns the Chargers. I know they they don't play that often, but um, last six the the last uh, last six games they're six and zero, five and one against the spread. Um, a lot of those came with Aaron Rodgers playing, obviously, because he's been around for a little bit. But and those are good L.A. Chargers teams too. Yeah, exactly. And the Chargers offense can't seem to get out of their own way right now, and the Packers are just kind of doing their thing with the guys they have and they're playing well um they just went on the road and beat the, the uh chiefs by a touchdown i definitely think they could do that against the chargers and, and you're it, getting a better number here let's be honest it's not like the chargers have a crowd it's a thirty thousand no, uh, stadium it's gonna and be it's, mostly green it, bay it's gonna be green bay yeah just like it was mostly pittsburgh it'll yeah. be mostly green bay so it'll be 75 percent Green Bay fans, so yeah. I look at it as it's home game. Yeah, for Green Bay, <laughs> honestly. So you're on Green Bay as well. Yes. Okay. So both on Green Bay minus four. The last four o'clock game here, Cleveland at Denver. Uh, Cleveland's a favorite, minus three and a half. Uh, and I think you're getting the backup quarterback this week in Denver. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I'm still thinking that Denver. Denver's just played so many close games. They keep it close. So, and they can run the ball a little bit. The defense, you know, we'll take a look at it. Defense actually, you know, at home kind of feeds into... See, this is the thing that you can say. (laughs) They're giving up 165 yards passing and 135 rushing at home. The Denver Broncos defense, which you would say, all right, Cleveland... Just You're going to run, run the, the football, right? <laughs> but it's Freddie Kitchens. It, it is. And you have Mayfield, Landry, Beckham. They want the ball. So is that going to fly? I, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, Denver's not the – you know, Denver's – you know, it's, it's a tough place to play with the, with the altitude and all that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I just have a feeling here uh, with Denver. Uh, let's see some of the other numbers here. Denver's four and four against the spread. Cleveland's two and five. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just think Denver finds a way to keep the game close. I don't. I don't really have much analysis on it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of not trusting Cleveland to be smart. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think this is Cleveland's game to win. Okay. I think they just need to pound the ball with Chubb. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to write Freddie Kitchens an email. <laughs> yeah. 
In a, in a in in a perfect world, I mean, Chubb would have twenty five to thirty carries. He'd, he'd be over one hundred and fifty yards. This is the a team is, where they, they gave up to Fournette two hundred and twenty or something. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're, their rush defense is not good by any stretch of the imagination. It's just. Like you said, can you trust the Browns to, to to keep with the game plan if that is even the game plan to begin with? I don't know. Um, so you're on Cleveland? Yep. Uh, I mean, they're facing a rookie quarterback, too. I think that's yeah another factor. Yeah, I think that Denver's going to just try to run the ball, milk the clock. and, and This could be a low-scoring game. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Let's see. The total... 39. I think this is... Okay, the, this is so we're right on now without even... Second lowest. Uh, Buffalo and Washington are actually 36 and a half, so... Um, you know, that's the lowest I've seen all year, I think. 36 and a half, but yeah, 39 for this one. So they're, they're kind of expecting that. Kind of just a slog of a game. Um, but the Sunday night game here, this this is this might be the best game on the, on the uh, slate for week nine. I would agree with you. Baltimore at home against the Patriots... Patriots are a minus four favorite right now. Um, I mean, New England's defense hasn't really seen an offense like this yet. Yeah, but how many offenses are there like this in the NFL? One. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, they just – they this this offense just does it all. I mean, they're averaging over 200 yards both passing and rushing at home, uh, the Ravens are. And – it's, this is a bad. This, I, I mean, the, the Patriots' defensive numbers are just insane. So it's going to be a. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, an unstoppable mm-hmm. force and an immo- immovable object going out of here. Uh, so I'm. I think this this might be the one game that I'm going to be like completely tuned into uh, Sunday night. Yep, I would agree. I mean, I can't wait to see it. The Patriots finally get to play a team. <laughs> yeah. And we're in, we're only in week nine, you know. Um, that's crazy because they just won the Super Bowl and they've had like the easiest <laughs> the schedule in the entire schedule. world. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of these teams, uh, Baltimore. The one thing, the one knock right now is they they win games but they don't cover. Um, two, four, and one against the spread right now, and the Patriots. All they do is win. Six and two, eight and zero, oh, six and two against the spread, eight and zero oh overall. So. Um, who, are you, who are you taking here? I'm taking New England just for the Bill Belichick coaching. He's gonna he's gonna coach up that D line so well that they're not gonna they're not gonna put any pressure. They're not gonna gain any yards. They're just gonna sit at the line of scrimmage and force Lamar Jackson to yeah make a quick decision. He's gonna get confused. I think. I mean, that's the key when you play quarterbacks like this. You want to stay in your lane. Stay disciplined. Just do your job, which is what he says every week. So um, for you to think that they're going to be able to do that is, is you know, that's smart smart on your part. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to pick against New England. Um, I mean, they're 6-2 and two against the spread, and, and, the one, and one of the two losses against the spread was that weird game against the, the Jets. So... Throw in the pick six. Uh, it's almost like they're aware of, <laughs> of what they need to do uh, to to please everybody. So. And you're telling me Tom Brady doesn't want a 19 and 0 season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his one last thing he really hasn't accomplished. He got the 18 and one, but. Yeah, that well, the thing about Baltimore is they do play close games, but. I mean. I I, I don't see. 
I mean, what Baltimore's defense isn't the way that doesn't isn't playing how it has played over the past years. Um, they're not as formidable as uh, as they as they once were. So, I don't think New England's scared of the defense coming in. And to me, I just New England's better on both sides of the ball. Um, in, in my opinion, if things don't go Baltimore's way, I think it's a little bit tougher for them. Yeah, for the Patriots, they can adapt. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'd be nice if the Patriots could get a run game going. That has been a big issue this season. Yeah, no, it definitely has. Um, Sony Michelle has kind of had nowhere to go, and they've Mm -hmm. you've seen over the past few weeks that they've gone to James White, just kind of more of like quick screens, dump offs as their running game. Even Rex Burkhead has gotten involved. Yep, more of like a, a West Coast style, just to. Take the place of those runs, pick up three or four yards on a on a short, you know, high high percentage pass play. Or does Matt Nagy look at that? Yeah, right. <laughs> and just <copy> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, but the last game here, Monday night, our Giants are playing at home against Dallas. Uh, Dallas is a minus seven favorite right now. Uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning Dallas here. I think the Giants are pretty much done. Um, oh yeah, I, I I know. I agree I, that like, the, the Giants are done. They're done. Um, but I think this is going to be a backdoor cover again. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's something with these spreads. I always look at um, for a division game. I, I think it's less because division. I mean, you're 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 playing hard until the end. I mean, you just you want to beat these guys <laughs> up. So that's. That kind of removes some of that for me, but yeah, uh, the way that the Giants played last week, I mean, that's always that's a fear. Um, yeah, I mean, Dallas is going to move the ball up and down the field on the Giants' shitty defense. Yeah, but I don't. I just got a feeling that this is Monday night. I think Barkley's going to actually ball out. Yeah, no, I could I could see him having a big game. Um, I'm just not sure how Daniel Jones is going to be on prime time. Well, that's an issue you know, too. That's that's more that's more of what I'm worried about. You know, Barkley's <laughs> going to do his thing. Barkley, you know, he'll average five yards a carry. He's going to he's just some of the runs he had against the Lions. Like, oh yeah, I, I actually you know uh, turned me on a little bit when he <laughs> when he juked out those two guys and, and then stiff on that one guy straight into the ground. I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was watching this game by myself right now. But, um, no, it was, uh, you know, the backdoor cover is always something you worry about. But before we, uh, yeah, let's take a look at this. We'll just take a look at the, the history real quick. Um, well, Dallas is on the Giants. The Giants yeah. have been bad the past couple of years. But. Last 10. Um, it's like the, the spread's pretty even. The four, Dallas is 5-4-1 against the spread. So That's the thing. Is Dallas going to be up for this game? I know it's a division rival, but... They're coming off a bye. I mean, they're yeah. going to be well-rested. They get that extra day because it's Monday night, so... Um, that actually yeah. might be something to worry about, is how long they haven't played. <laughs> yeah, it could go both ways. I mean, they have all this time to game Because a Monday night game already screws up your week, and then you have a bye going into a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I think it might. I think it's going to go... It's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a blowout, or it's going to be a... 
uh, a three-point game. It's not. I don't think it's going to be somewhere in between, just based on how things are looking for both teams right now. But Dallas wins this game. There's no question about that. So yeah. If you want to bet Dallas the, money line, if the Giants totally. win, if the Giants win, I, I'm just going to be mad because. <laughs> You know, it's too late now. It's too late, and why even bother? But uh, yeah, I think uh, money line is uh, money line is minus three hundred five, so it's not terrible. I mean, no, for a seven point favorite. Yeah, so I, I I think that's something that you can definitely look into. But those are our picks for week, week nine. So let's do our locks before we get out of here. Who do you want to lock up first? I'm gonna lock up. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Thursday night game. I'm gonna go San Fran. Um, okay. Minus ten and a half. What do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, the London boys, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. At plus one and a half. I think it's the 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 Londonville Jaguars. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, and have a spot of tea and <laughs> yeah. win the game. Um, all right, so the second one here. Ooh, you know, you kind of, kind of convinced me on the Jets a little bit. <laughs> um, when I first looked at it, both teams have just been playing so bad, but Miami's just awful. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, so I'll take but the Jets minus three. The thing is, this is this is probably Miami's. Well, they get the Jets one more time, I think. So. Yeah, they, this, this could be their last yeah. chance at a win. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Unless some teams sitting back up gonna, against them. This is gonna be an ugly game. It's gonna be an <laughs> ugly game, but I'll I'll roll with it. Um, so what do you got for your second one? I'm gonna take uh, Green Bay minus four. Green Bay minus. I like that. Going into LA. Pick, yeah. Basically a home game. Going into uh, Green Bay West. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that pick. That's such um, an embarrassment for the NFL. It is. It is. And they're... Uh, <laughs> I get to see the lacrosse lines. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Um, but the stadium's coming. Stadium's coming. I think next year, 2020, I think, SoFi Stadium. Well, they're just moving in with They're moving the in Rams. with the... It's a, it's a brand new stadium, though. It, it's actually... It's a nice-looking stadium. But, but uh, I I don't know if you know this, but the Rams owner already accused the Chargers owner of not paying their fair share already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sounds like something <laughs> that like, the Yankees would accuse the Mets of. Like, you know, even though they don't share a stadium, mm. just just that big brother, little brother <laughs> thing that they, they already have going mm-hmm. on, apparently, and it's only been a couple years. But uh, on the last one here for head-to-head... I think, uh, I guess I'm picking, so let's go with, we already picked head-to-head on a couple of these, um, but let's go with the, uh, let's go with the Oakland-Detroit game, since I don't think either of us actually knows what's going to happen in that one. Let's, uh, let's go with that one. That'll be the head-to-head. So, we're at week nine, and I'm 0-8 head-to-head, um, so if you have bet Austin <laughs> on just the head-to-head lock, lock, uh, locking yeah. picks, you are undefeated. So That's take, pretty good stats. Take that, uh, take that for what it is and, and roll with it because... Right, I'll give you a quick recap of our locks of the week. Max, you're on San Fran minus 10.5 Thursday night. Nice and early, so... Get out to that 1-0 start. Uh, then you got the Jets at minus 3. 
and Oakland minus two. Well, I'm taking Jacksonville and London at plus one and a half. Green Bay in LA minus four and Detroit plus two. So those are our locks. Uh, let us know what you think about those. Let us know what you think about our picks and our trick or treat segment. Um, really anything, just just reach out to us and and we'd love to get some feedback on on what you think about what we're doing. One here, quick so. question: sure. Game seven's tonight. Who do you got? Game seven, Garrett Cole's pitching, right? Pretty sure. Let's uh, let's just double check this so that I have all the information here. Um, that's not that's not it. <laughs> Somebody says some weird site. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's Granky. Granky and Scherzer. Yeah, but Scherzer's coming uh, off back spasms. <laughs> yeah, I mean Granky has a pitch that great. I'm am gonna go with the home team here. I'm gonna go Houston. I know it seems like the Nationals are like the the you know team of destiny, but uh, who do you have? I'm gonna go Baby Shark. I'm yeah. Go, uh, the Nationals. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just seems like it's their year, but. Uh, It'd be the ultimate fu to Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that's kind of why I was rooting for them, even though I hate them as a Mets fan. But yeah, I just I hate Bryce Harper more. So um, that's that's interesting to me. But yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the Astros. They've been there before. Obviously, last couple uh, two years. two out of the last three years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'll take them. That, that, that's a good question because we haven't talked about baseball at all, really. No, honestly, it's um, become the silence for it. Yeah, and even basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's too little, many sports going on right now. Put a little <laughs> bit of money on the Lakers last night, and at halftime, I think it was the Lakers were down by two, and I, I actually bought a couple points. <laughs> um, and. I wasn't feeling too good about it. I'm like, that's a great way to start off the NBA, uh, getting into the betting, but it ended up working out well. So if you didn't see that, check it out on Twitter. It's only uh, 25 bucks or so, but... Yeah, Dip your toe in the water. Um, yeah, we're going to start getting into basketball, talk a little more once we figure out some of these teams. Yeah, we actually will have a, a guest on for basketball, and he's got some some pretty interesting stories uh, <laughs> about how, about him playing growing up and who he played against and stuff like that. Some so, current NBA players. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I didn't know the story until a, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and it's a good one. So, but we'll hold on to that for for another time. Um, but yeah, visit us on Twitter. Uh, check us out on on the Link Sports website uh, under the the shows tab, uh, lynqsports.com. Again, everything on there is free, so so no reason not to check it out. Um, visit them on Twitter as well; they're always putting out stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, as we move on to Week Nine here, uh, been a been a pretty exciting season. Been yeah. an exciting season. We're at the halfway point, so all the all the midseason awards, um, you know contenders pretenders whatever you whatever you can think of that's all going to be on the website so yeah we'll do a we'll do a little recap next week see how we're doing with our division winner picks yes yeah we got we have to do that to our future picks before the season started so um we'll get to all that so make sure to stay tuned again that'll be next week regular uh regular day we've been doing them on on wednesdays just because of scheduling issues but um, either Tuesday night or Wednesday, you know, evening, we'll we'll have this out for you guys to listen to. So make sure to look out for it. It's on uh, iTunes and Podbean. The links we put them out on Twitter, and they're on the website, like we mentioned, lynqsports.com. So 
That's our week mm-hmm. nine show, episode 11 of Squaring Up the Sharp. And here's to Squaring Up the Sharps.